0: Scott Israel went to Tallahassee last week as the suspended sheriff of Broward and he returned by midweek still without his badge. State senators agreed by a vote of 25 to 15 to permanently remove him from his job by using a state statute from 1868 in reverse. One lawmaker called it a dangerous legal precedent. Another said the shootings at the airport in Fort Lauderdale and in Parkland were not an individual failure but an institutional one. And in the end, was removing Israel the right thing to do? Was he treated unfairly? The former Broward Sheriff, Scott Israel, is here to answer those questions and much more today on This Week in South Florida. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure, Count. We've Kevin. known each other for a long time. Many years. Uh, yes, absolutely. So uh, what are your thoughts about just uh, the final vote of 25 to 15 by the state Senate?
1: The unfairness, uh, the hoax. It was bogus, the whole process. Um, And not only is it unfair, and uh, as Dr. King said, an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. Not only is it an injustice to me and my family, but it's an injustice to the people of Broward County. Hmm. The 2016 election was stolen from them, was taken from them. And a lot of people that send me texts and phone calls of encouragement are very angry. And uh, we're going to get reelected in August. So,
0: and, and considering that you've already filed, yes, sir. yes, and so with that being said, you actually got more votes in the last election than Hillary Clinton in Broward County. Um, and so I assume that you fully expect to be reelected. Well, what is interesting is that the very process that got you unelected uh, or taken from office here is the very process you may use, in fact, to, to tell voters, hey, look, this, this, uh, this election was stolen from you. Your vote was stolen from
1: you. That's exactly what we will do. It's yeah. the truth. Um, you know, to think that. I'm a Democrat, as you know. I'd like to talk about three Republicans today. One is United States Senator Rick Scott, then Governor Rick Scott. He was the governor throughout this first year of uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in the aftermath. He never suspended me because there was no reason to suspend me. The Republican sheriff who was chairman of the Marjory Ston- uh, Stoneman Douglas investigation, he said on TV, Uh, There's no malfeasance. There's no misfeasance. There's no reason to suspend the sheriff. But the one that hurts the most is their referee, their umpire. They chose a Republican retired state representative, a man that they talked about, and they were right, that has honor and integrity. And he said, reinstate that sheriff. AND THEY STILL DIDN'T DO IT.
0: Right, YOU'RE TALKING ABOUT THE SPECIAL <clears> MASTER. <throat> what, WHAT IS INTERESTING THAT IN YOUR INITIAL STATEMENT ABOUT the, uh, THE SUSPENSION, YOU SAID THAT YOU DID NOTHING WRONG. AND THIS TIME AROUND WITH YOUR STATEMENT WITH THE PERMANENT REMOVAL, YOU APOLOGIZED. Uh, so, SO WHAT'S THE DIFFERENCE BETWEEN WHAT HAPPENED THEN AND WHAT HAPPENED uh, OBVIOUSLY MONTHS LATER?
1: WELL, THERE WERE MISTAKES, AS a SPECIAL MASTER Gillette LET'S SAID, CALVIN, THERE WERE MISTAKES BY INDIVIDUALS but they weren't systemic. There wasn't a, uh, an organizational failure, like one of the Senate said. One of the Senate said, I, th- "I think if I had, uh, we don't get mulligans in, uh, in in life only on golf courses." Sure. But the week or f- days after Stoneman Douglas, I went on and I used that term, "amazing leadership," on one of the other shows, and basically our agency was was getting ridiculed, and people were saying they lost faith in the Broward sheriff deputy. And I went on and what I wanted to say, and I, and I apologize profusely, I did a really poor job uh, of, of saying what I wanted to say, but I was just trying to say, you can have faith and confidence in the Broward Sheriff's deputy that they have done amazing things over the years, and I just wanted the community to have confidence in the Broward Sheriff's Office.
0: Y- you, you call the process bogus. Uh, are you specifically talking about the statute that was used, the 1868 <coughs> state law that was used sort of in reverse, the alter ego statute that was used to remove you from office? Well, it
1: was used incorrectly, and it was from the 1800s when you might have had two or three deputies. Exactly. Now we have, yeah. you know, I work with 6,000 people. but so many things, uh, so many more things, uh, Calvin. Uh, We're talking about the fact that facts didn't matter. The Senate was told, don't worry about evidence. This is all about politics. And as the kids say on their text, SMH, shaking my head, I never thought I could be in a Senate in the United States of America and hear the governor's attorney look at a, a senator, Senator Gary Farmer, when asked, why didn't you come and visit me? And he said, and I quote, we didn't think you were gettable. Hmm. That's just-
0: just what did he mean by that, uh, gettable? What do you mean, he didn't think he was accessible or what?
1: No, he meant that he didn't think he could get his vote.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, Uh, interestingly now, this process was in part, obviously led by the Parkland families who are understandably still grieving and they want someone accountable and to be held accountable for this. What do you say to them who say this was justifiable, this was done fairly?
1: I, um, I don't really say anything to them. Uh, I, I do what my wife and I and my triplets have continually done. They, my triplets went to Stoneman Douglas. I know they did, I remember. Um, my, my boys were, were football players there. My daughter graduated with a scholarship to go to the University of Florida. But I, I, don't, I don't say anything to them. I pray for them. I would never push back. Not one time have I or will I push back on parents who lost their children. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I'm concerned, they can say, you know, what, whatever they want. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that in the, in the Broward County, this great community we live in called Broward County understands that a sheriff in any county in America, Calvin, is not the sheriff for one group of people, or one city, or one region, or one airport. In Broward County, I was the sheriff for two million people, one million voters, and every voter has an equal say as to who the sheriff should be.
0: I, I understand that. That's part of what you'll use, obviously, to try to get reelected uh, come August of next year. But. But for the Parkland parents, they feel like somebody should bear some responsibility. Are you saying that you should bear no responsibility whatsoever for what well,
1: happened? Well, I'm saying the, the, the person who bears responsibility for taking lives is a killer who hopefully will go will, will be sentenced to death. That's the person who took the lives. Um, as a sheriff, as any leader, I'm responsible for, for fixing things, for reading after-action reports, for discipline... disciplining those who who need discipline. For example, um, you know, I didn't come down with the rain as a a leader, I was a SWAT commander over at Fort Lauderdale, you know, I'm a tactician and um, I would like to think that I've taken more groups of uh, of SWAT teams and search warrant teams into more hostile environments. I understand police movements, I understand uh, flood techniques, I understand dynamic entries. And that's what we did throughout the years I was sheriff. Mm -hmm. We got Kevlar helmets because a SWAT operator in the pulse was shot in the head and lived. So we spent money and we outfitted every deputy on the agency with Kevlar helmets, Mm -hmm. gas masks, things like that, you know. um, But as Special Master Goodlett said, there were individual failures that day. but. Certainly not an ORGANIZATIONAL. Well, you, you
0: you actually said that your your job is to fix things. So so there are some Parkland parents who said after the shooting at the airport in Fort Lauderdale, that you could have fixed some things and they could have been in place and could have prevented what happened in Parkland, clearly with the communication system, that was a total failure. But that was a Broward County failure, not necessarily a BSO. Trial.
1: That's a completely false statement. If you and I were next door were next door neighbors, Calvin, and a code enforcement came to your house and gave you a summons and told you fix the shrubbery, fix this, fix that, and you didn't fix it. Could I get blamed for not fixing your house? The communication system for once and for all, it is owned and uh, run by the Broward County uh, Commission. Sure. Uh, we have no say in that. Uh, we don't have the money to fix it. It's not our system mm-hmm. and the airport. Um, Shame on anybody who who criticizes what law enforcement and first responders did at the airport. I understand five people lost their lives that day and others were shot. But if you separate that, the operation, and the way that agencies integrated, and we worked with FDLE and the FBI and SWAT teams. It was an incredible uh, way for law enforcement to come together, and it was actually a successful operation. We're gonna, uh,
0: you had talked about fixing things. Now, there are some people who feel like you didn't go far enough after the first tragic shooting with the airport in Fort Lauderdale. Um, are you saying that you did go far enough and there was nothing more that you could have done to prevent Nicholas Cruz from going into the high school uh, th- that, and killing 17? That,
1: that's correct. The, the, if we look at the aftermath of the airport shooting, and thank you for bringing that up, the deputy, Jesse Madrigal, ran towards gunshots, took the, uh, the, the killer into custody in 72 seconds. So everything else was just a crime scene after that. 72 seconds, same sheriff, same policies, same equipment. Uh, but
0: I, I remember covering <clears throat> that story here, it's breaking, and we were on the air for hours, and part of it was, yet you all may have taken the suspect into custody, but there were moments of uncertainty when there was uh, thought that perhaps the gunman was in the parking garage, and that caused a lot of chaos. Well,
1: what happened is there were a group of, of, of travelers that decided to exit the airport, and one of the women uh, who was in with this group She's sore, and you gotta give her a lot of credit, actually a good idea. She's thinking on her feet, and she sees a group of police cars lined up. So she decides she's gonna take safe haven in one of the police cars. And she pulls on the passenger, uh, door, the front passenger door, and it's locked. Public, yeah. So she goes to the back, and when she opens it up, a canine's a canine there, there, and the canine, there, and the canine and the yeah. canine bites her. Yeah. So she's bleeding. She goes around the car. She, with all the anguish, the poor woman stumbles to her knees, and all the people that ran to the parking garage, they co- start calling in. Shots fired. Another gunshot victim. Another gunshot you know, victim. Another so I shoot. thought that I thought it was like you know uh, nine eleven. You know uh, the the North Tower, the South. Tower, sure. Pennsylvania, you know, the Pentagon. So I said, we're going to clear this entire airport. And I think 17 SWAT teams were used to clear a total of about 22,000 people. So law enforcement, fire, first responders, our bus drivers, our cab drivers, everybody came together and it was a pretty incredible response. I was very proud to be part of that.
0: So I, I just want to be clear here. So in terms of responsibility, the governor accused you of incompetence and neglect of duty. You're rejecting that wholeheartedly compl- compl- for both tragedies and for the two terms, that, well, almost two terms, you were in office.
1: Um, you know me for, you, we started this segment out by you saying we know each other for years sure. and years. We've been on panels together. Yeah. You've interviewed me quite a bit. Um, and like any elected official, I've been called some names in my time. I don't know anybody who's ever called me negligent or incompetent after God and my family The sheriff of Broward County and and that organization in my communities were the most important thing in the world to me. The community knows that. If my wife were here, we'd tell you how many times I got out of bed in the middle of the night because I wanted to be with the men and women of the agency.
0: Yeah, so so I have spoken with some of the insiders uh, in, in Broward County in terms of politicians, and they say there was a moment when you were on CNN that perhaps that might have been a not so good moment for you is there anything at all that you regret uh, over the process of after parkland uh the different panels that you were on the different uh interviews that you've given is there anything at all that you regret from those
1: moments you know i regret that 17 people lost their lives um i'll never get over that when i was walking through the crime scene and not only seeing the horrific things i i i saw you don't know how often i pray to god that he would take these uh visions from my memory, Um, and I also thought, wow, I wonder if Brad or Blake sat in that desk, I wonder if Blair sat over there. It was terrible for Susan and I, not as bad as for the families, but it it was horrific. But at the end of the day, I wasn't negligent, I wasn't incompetent, and this Senate, if you read the Sun Sentinel today, the Sun Sentinel editorial said, the Senate basically created their own rules and now they could do whatever they want. And, I'm, and, and as an American and as a, uh, a Democrat and as a Broward County citizen, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna accept that.
0: So, so, so let's move forward. Let's assume that you are reelected as the sheriff of Broward County. Uh, how could you and Ron DeSantis ever work together knowing the tension between you two right now, assuming that there's some major crisis that happens in Broward County?
1: We have no choice, we have to. Um, how is it possible? Um, Well, you know, you have uh, as a football coach and a a former football player, sometimes we see championship teams where one player doesn't speak to another. You have got to put your differences aside and for the good of the people, for the good of the, you know, for the integrity of, of keeping people safe, you've got to put your differences aside and work together. You know, to this day, I've never spoken to Ron DeSantis. I've never been in the same room with him, and you would think as a veteran of 40 years in law enforcement, shouldn't he have called me up and said, hey, Scott, what's your read on this? What do you have to say about that? He made this decision in March of 2018 when he was candidate Ron DeSantis, and this was a political ploy, a political uh, uh, objective and he made good on what he promised to do. He said, I'll suspend the sheriff if get elected, and that's all he did. Well,
0: he's already said that he would not try to resuspend you if you were reelected come next year. He
1: shouldn't have suspended me the first time.
0: Hmm. Um, Interestingly, there were some senators who said there was a Scott who was responsible for this, but it wasn't Scott Israel, it was Scott Peterson. How much of the blame do you place on him and the other eight who refused to go into...
1: the, Peterson and the other eight are completely different. From Peterson, I learned something I, I already knew, let's say it was reinforced. You can't coach, you can't teach, you can't train for courage. Uh, you could train the, you know deputies, police officers over and over and over again, and training's important. But if someone's scared and they're not gonna go in, they're just scared and they're not gonna go in. The, the other eight, uh, I WAS ASKED BY THE DIRECTOR OF THE FLORIDA DEPARTMENT OF LAW ENFORCEMENT, RIGHTFULLY SO, AND THE uh, SHERIFF GUALTIERI, uh, THE DIRECTOR, CHAIRMAN OF THE uh, uh, MARJORIE Stoneman DOUGLAS COMMISSION NOT TO DO INVESTIGATIONS, TO STAND DOWN. SO I DIDN'T TAKE THESE STATEMENTS OR OVERSEE THESE uh, these INVESTIGATIONS. BUT FOLKS who, WHO DIDN'T GO IN, I WOULD HAVE TO ASK THEM, WHY DIDN'T YOU GO IN? Did they not go in because they were scared? Did they not go in because Scott Peterson, our communication as BSO was f- solely from Scott Peterson. Don't go within 500 feet. There's shots at the football field. We were getting information from Scott Peterson. The Coral Springs Police Department was getting information from the dispatches. We were getting information from two completely different sources. Do you
0: think he was rightfully charged with a crime? No. No, you'll know, like think he was rightfully charged with the crime. Um, a, a couple of questions uh, before we go. One of your supporters said this is really not about an individual. This is about us in terms of the voters of Broward County. Uh, what kind of terrible legal precedent do you think this sets? When it, 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 say?
1: Look, soldiers have died. We, we have a holiday, Veterans Day, uh, uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. We honor our veterans, we honor those who lost their lives. Two incredible holidays. How many Americans grabbed the rifle and stood opposed so you and I have the right to sure. vote? Yeah. They took an election away. They took the Broward mm-hmm. County voters right away. This is very serious. Yeah. This, is a, this is huge.
0: Oh, it's, uh, This is working on your campaign speech already, I'm sure, by saying <laughs> that. Uh, and lastly, um, what kind of job do you think that Gregory Toney is doing right now as new sheriff
1: of Broward County? I'll be honest with you. I, I, uh, you haven't, I, I haven't been watching. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on myself.
0: Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. Scott Israel, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure, thank you. My pleasure, thank you for being here.